Thanks for joining us today for Love, Live, Lead, the broadcast ministry of Christ Community Church in Imperial Valley. The church office is open Monday to Friday, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. at 590 West Orange Avenue in El Centro, or call 760-337-9400 for information or for prayer. Christ Community Church has three campuses in El Centro, Brawley, and Calexico, plus a congregation in Spanish. As we navigate the end of the COVID-19 quarantine season and transition to in-person regathering, we encourage you to find up-to-date information about events and each campus's worship service schedule. When you follow us on social media, on our website at www.cccib.org, or simply download the CCCIV app, you'll find the direct link to the app at www.cccib.org forward slash get the app or when you text cccib app to 77977 because god was giving the disciples exactly what they needed he was saying you need to focus on the words of jesus understand where they came from because moses represents the law and elijah would represent the prophets and all of that is god's word but now what they what, what is being said to these disciples is hey okay this moses and elijah are there it's important it's a part of it but you need to pause and you need to start listening to jesus focus on him how about that moment of failure in peter's life jesus had said to peter before the rooster crows twice you'll have denied me 3 times Jesus says, even if I have to go to death, I will not deny you. Sure enough, three times Peter denies even knowing Jesus. Three times. But there in John chapter 21, in Jesus' resurrected state, he comes to Peter. And three times he asks Peter, Peter, do you love me? What does Peter respond? He says, in, in, in your English versions, if you read this, it says, yes, Lord, I love you. But in the Greek, he says, I really like you a lot. And Jesus asks the second time, do you love me? And Peter says, I, I really like you a lot. And the third time Jesus asks, he says, I guess you really like me a lot. And it says that Peter's heart is broken because he didn't ask whether or not he really loved him. He just asked if he liked him. But after each time, Peter, Peter is told this by Jesus, if you really truly like me even a lot, feed my sheep, tend to my sheep, tend to the flock. What is Jesus offering to Peter in that moment? He's offering forgiveness. Here's a man who thought he was a failure. Man, I lost it. I blew it. I blew it. I, I said I wasn't going to deny Jesus and I did exactly the thing that I said I would never do. I, I don't even feel worthy to be a part of this anymore. I'm just gonna go back and I'm gonna fish again. And when Jesus first found Peter, guess what he was doing? He was fishing. Here Jesus says, listen, I still have, I know you failed. I know you can't even really say that you love me unconditionally. But here's the thing, I still have a plan for you. I still want to use you. Three times he denied Jesus. Three times Jesus said to Peter, go tend to my sheep. Offering that forgiveness, restoring him. Exactly what Peter needed. How about the Apostle Saul, or the Apostle Paul, Saul at the time, on the road to Damascus. He has this amazing encounter with the glory of Jesus, and he hears this voice, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? It's hard for you to kick against the goads. And Saul immediately says, Lord, what would you have me to do? 
Here's a man who was bent on wreaking havoc in the church, persecuting the church of Jesus. And here Jesus appears to Saul, and there's an awakening that takes place. Immediately, his eyes become open. He goes and they're blinded. He, He goes, he's prayed for, his eyes are opened. He walks with Jesus from that moment on. He was blinded by religion. Jesus appears to him in glory, exactly what he needs, and an awakening takes place. Last one I'll share with you is in the book of Revelation, the Apostle John. Write these verses down, Revelation chapter 1, verses 12 through 18. If you read this later, you can see how the vision that John receives of Jesus is almost exactly the vision that we read here in Daniel chapter 10. But this is why it's important because this, put yourself in the shoes of John for a moment. John has watched all of his friends being persecuted and suffer and many of them die. They've been crucified, some of them crucified upside down. They've been whipped, they've been stabbed, they've been beaten. John himself has been dipped in a vat of boiling oil and has been sent alone onto an island filled with prisoners. And there on that island, when all hope seems lost, he has this vision of Jesus. He needs hope and Jesus appears to him. Exactly what he needs. You look back on all of these, you see... When atonement was needed, Jesus provided that through that vision. When assurance was needed, Jesus provided that. When faith was needed, Jesus provided that. When a defender, a warrior was needed, Jesus provided that. When encouragement was needed, Jesus provided that. When focus was needed, Jesus provided that. When forgiveness, reconciliation was needed, Jesus provided that. When there was an awakening that was needed, Jesus provided that. When there was hope that was needed, Jesus provided that. I don't know what your need is this morning, but I know this, that Jesus wants to meet your need. I don't know what burdens or what bondage you carried into this place, what heartache or desperation you brought, but if you will bring that desperation before the Lord in the form of supplication, just like Daniel, if you'll cry out, God is ready to meet you with vision and with revelation and to be what you need more than anything today. He still does this today. It's beautiful. You look at Jesus himself. You read throughout the Gospels, Jesus himself. Jesus would say this, before Abraham was, I am. Why is that important? Because when Moses said, well, who do I tell the people sent me? Jesus just said, tell them that I am sent you. Right? Jesus says, I am before Abraham. I'm the one. I'm the one that you've been waiting for. And he puts flesh on that. Why? Because he's the bread of life for the one who's hungry. Why? Because he's the light of the world for the one who's afraid. Why? Because he's the door for the one who feels like they're on the outside looking in. Why? Because he's the good shepherd for the one who's broken and hurting and needs to be carried. Why? Because he's the way, the truth, and the life for the one who's lost. Why? Because he's the resurrection and the life for the one who's dead in their sin. Why? Because he's the one who's the true vine for the one who feels disconnected or like they don't belong. Jesus came and he says, I am, and he puts flesh on that name. This is what I want to be for you. What do you need this morning, church? Because whatever it is, whatever you're needing, whatever your heart is desiring, whatever you're desperate for, God is ready to meet that need if you'll bring that desperation into his presence. Such beautiful response from the Lord to the heart of man, isn't it? Now, in the second half of this 
we're going to see the divine hand. The hand of the divine. And so there's the heart of Daniel, then you have the hand of the divine. You're going to see how God moves and works in this. And for the sake of time, we'll have to go through this fairly quickly. But there's something very important that I want you to see in, in, in this text. So verse 10, he has this vision. He falls down to sleep. The words just soothe him. He, he, he's in desperate need. He needs some encouragement himself. He needs some hope himself. Jesus gives him this vision of himself so that he can meet those needs. Verse 10, and behold, a hand touched me. Now, this isn't Jesus' hand. This is a hand of an angel, possibly likely Gabriel. We're going to see this in a moment. And it set me trembling on my hands and my knees and said to me, O Daniel, man greatly loved, understand the words that I speak to you and stand upright, for now I have been sent to you. Now, take, take note of this. We're going to see God's hand move in Daniel's life. God begins by intervening. There's divine intervention on the behalf of Daniel here. Daniel falls on his face, he's, he's completely spent, he falls asleep, and this hand comes and begins to speak soothing words to Daniel. When he had spoken this word to me, I stood up trembling. Verse 12, then he said to me, fear not, Daniel, for from the first day that you set your heart to understand and humbled yourself before your God, your words have been heard. From the first day, that you set your heart. That, that means that he purposed in his heart. He committed himself to seeking after God's will, seeking after God's word. From that first day you did that, Daniel, this angel is telling Daniel, from that first day, God has been listening. How many days had Daniel been fasting and praying? Do you remember? Three weeks, 21 days. 21 days ago this happened. He's been fasting and praying. From the first day, you started asking God for an answer. God has been listening to you. Do you need to hear that this morning? That it doesn't matter how long you've been praying for that child that has walked away. It doesn't matter how long you've been praying for that spouse that, that is really not loving the way they should be loving. It doesn't matter how long you've been praying for that physical healing or that, that physical, uh, you need provision of some sort. It doesn't matter those things. God is listening to your prayers. From the first day you purposed in your heart to seek after me, from the time that you committed to understand me, from the time you committed and humbled yourself, God has been listening. God is listening to the cries of your heart today. Now, when it says there to understand, I, I want to look at this word in the Greek, the way we read it in the New Testament for a moment, because the word is gnosko, and I love the word gnosko because it doesn't just mean to understand something intellectually. It means to experience something. And this is what I think Daniel, is, 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 this is what he's about here, is that I just don't want to know you, God. I want to experience you. And from the moment he set his heart to experience the Lord, not just know the Lord intellectually, God was listening. And then it says there that he humbled himself. The word humbled in the Greek is ana, A-N-A. And it doesn't just mean to humble yourself. It really means to occupy yourself with, to make yourself busy with. From the moment you occupied yourself with the thoughts of the Lord, God has been listening. God hears your heart's cries today. And so many of us give up far too soon. We give up our prayers right before there's breakthrough. Why? Because there's a spiritual warfare that is happening. And, there's, there, and we're going to see right now there's this 
conflict. There's this great contention. There's a divine contention that is taking place. There's this battle that is being waged that we don't always see, but it's happening all around us. And what's going on in this contention between good and evil, between Satan and and the angels of God, is that they're trying to vie for your attention. They're trying to distract you, trying to pull you away, trying to keep you from really seeking after the things of the Lord. Right? So look at what happens here. Again, for the sake of time, we'll look at this. From the moment you said that, your words have been heard, and I have come because of your words. Now, verse 13, look at this. The prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me 21 days, but Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me, for I was left there with the kings of Persia and came to make you understand what is to happen to your people in the latter days for the vision is for the days yet to come. That there's spiritual warfare that is taking place all around us right now. What does Gabriel say? He says, from the moment you first started crying out to God, God sent me, but I was withstood. There was a conflict that was taking place. The, the, the prince of Persia, the demon over Persia, the demon over this area of modern day Iran kept me from coming to you with the word that God wanted you to hear. It withstood and it, it, it hindered me from coming to you, right? That there's this cosmic battle between good and evil that's taking place. You guys remember it as children watching cartoons, right? Look at, look at this picture real quick. Does it make sense to you, right? Does your life ever feel like that? Right? Like you've got one on one side barking things on the other side and they're vying for your attention. They're vying for your affections, Right? This is happening around us. This is what I want you to see here in this. In Ephesians chapter 6, write this down. You can read the whole text later. Ephesians 6, verses 10 through 18. But specifically, Ephesians chapter 6 says this. We do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against authorities, against cosmic powers over this present darkness, against spiritual forces of evil and heavenly places. Paul is saying to the church in Ephesus, there's a battle that is being waged all around you and you're just not privy to it. Oftentimes you just don't see it. The word authorities there, it refers to authorities, yes, but it also refers to rank and order and jurisdiction. And so what we can find, what we discover, what we learn when we read this text in Daniel and we couple this with the text in Ephesians about spiritual warfare is that there are demons that are assigned certain territories to disrupt. And Gabriel came to bring an encouraging word to Daniel the moment he began praying. And Daniel could have been frustrated. He could have given up because three weeks had passed and there had been no answer. But God had heard that prayer. It's just that there was a battle that was waging around them that they couldn't see. The prince of Persia kept Gabriel from coming. But then Michael, the archangel Michael came, and he began to take the battle off of Gabriel's hands so that Gabriel could come and deliver the word. Do you see what's being said here? There's a battle that is being waged around you. Now, you have to consider this for a moment. You have to remember who you're fighting for. You're a part of this battle. You have to remember who you're fighting for. Because the one that I'm fighting for, I hope you're fighting for the same one, is Jesus himself. And my Bible tells me, greater is he who is in the world. Or excuse me, greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world. Right? The power of God, the spirit of God lives and dwells within me. And that power is greater than any power that can come against me. And my Bible tells me that Jesus disarmed the principalities and powers. He triumphed over them. 
That word triumph literally means make a mockery of, to humiliate those powers. My Bible tells me, Jesus himself tells me, in this world you'll have tribulation, but be of good cheer because I've overcome the world. I gained victory over that. That's who I'm fighting for. See, victory has already been won on my behalf, and I'm just standing there in the ranks. I'm making sure that I'm falling into order, and I have to make sure that I'm fighting with the right weapons. So many of you are trying to wage this war in the flesh. It's never going to work. You're trying to do things the way the old man would do things. You're trying to manipulate. You're trying to connive. You're trying to lie. You're trying to cheat. All you're doing is playing into the hands. What's happening is that devil that's on one side, that demon that's on one side, you're giving in to that demon. That's not the way you fight the war anymore. This is what the scripture says. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3 and 4. Though we walk in the flesh, we are not waging war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. If you feel weak in this battle, if you feel weak in this fight, it's because you're fighting with the wrong weapons. You should fight with the word of God, just like Jesus did, right? You should fight on your hands and knees in prayer, just like the Lord would have. You should come into fellowship and be edified and encouraged with the body of believers, just like the Lord would want you to do. You should be about the business of fasting and denying the flesh and seeking the spirit the way the Lord did. If you want to gain victory in, in life, if you want to gain victory in the spiritual realm, you have to fight with spiritual weapons, See, that's our job, our duty as pastors is to equip you for this fight, to give you the tools in the word, to give you the tools in fellowship, to give you the tools in fasting, to give you the tools in a prayer life so that you can wage a war that is going to be fruitful. That's why everything we do here at the church is going to revolve around something with the word. Right? Why? Because we have to fight with the right, right kind of weapons. And it's my job to make sure you're ready to fight. So we saw this contention. Now, last thing I want you to see here is the divine revitalization that comes to Daniel in his heart. Look at this. This is amazing. Verse 15, we'll read the rest together and then we'll come back. When he had spoken to me according to these words, I turned my face toward the ground. I was mute and behold, one in the likeness of the children of man touched my lips. Then I opened my mouth and I spoke and I said to him who stood before me, Oh, my Lord, by reason of the vision and pains that have come upon me, I retain no strength. How can my Lord's servant talk with my Lord? For now no strength remains in me and no breath is left in me. I'm exhausted and I'm out of breath because of the vision that I've received. I, I feel hopeless. I, I need strengthening. Now, here's what is encouraging to me. Look at what happens here, verse 18. And again, one having the appearance of a man, again, this would speak of angels, touched me. And strengthened me. Daniel was exhausted and breathless, left breathless. And what does God do? He sends, dispatches angels to come and to minister to Daniel to strengthen him. You know, right now, in those moments of life where you feel like, I just don't feel like I can make it through this. I don't feel any hope. I don't see any end in sight. There's no hope at the end of the tunnel. God is sending angels, dispatching angels to minister to you and to strengthen you and to speak truth into you. Look at what happens here. Verse 19, and he said, this is what the angel does. He reminds Daniel who he is. Look at this. 
He says this, and he said to me, O man greatly loved. The word is beloved. The word is someone who is worth chasing after. Someone who is desired. Someone who is coveted. Beloved. And that's what, that's what he is. That's what Daniel is. Let me remind you who you are, the angel says. You're greatly loved by God. You're greatly loved by God. Fear not. Peace be with you. Be strong and of good courage. Don't allow fear to overtake you. Don't allow fear to overwhelm you. The scripture says the Lord has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and mind that is sound. The scripture says that there is no fear in love, but that perfect love casts out fear. We shouldn't be in a place of fear. Why? Because we remember the love that God has for us. Greater love has no man than this, than that he lay his life down for his friends. I have someone who loved me that much. His name was Jesus, and he went to a cross in my place. Let me remind you who you are, Daniel. You're losing strength. You feel like your breath is taken away. You feel hopeless because of the vision, the word that has come to you. Let me remind you who you are, Daniel. You're greatly loved by God. Look at this. Read on with me. And he spoke to me, and I was strengthened. And I said, let my Lord speak, for you have strengthened me. And he said, do you know why I have come to you? But now I will return to fight against the prince of Persia. And when I go out, behold, the prince of Greece will come, just like Daniel's visions of the beasts. And, you know, there will be Babylon and then Persia and then the Greeks and then the Romans. This lines up perfectly. He will come, verse 21. But I will tell you what is inscribed in the book of truth. There is none who contends by my side against these except Michael, your prince. So what we have here today is the prologue for the prophetic word that Pastor Walter will teach about next week in Daniel chapter 11. But in this second portion that we've read here, this is what I want you to see. Okay, first portion, when we're desperate, we bring those supplications before the Lord. We cry out to God. God will give us vision. God will give us revelation. He will meet our need with exactly what we need. Second portion of this, again, Daniel is sapped. He, his strength is gone. He hears this vision. He sees what's going to happen. He feels hopeless. What are we to do that just doesn't make sense? Lord, where are you in all of this? The angel strengthens him. How is that done? First off, he says, listen, Daniel, God is listening to your prayers. He says, secondly, Daniel, understand this. God is fighting for you. Thirdly, Daniel, understand this. You are greatly loved. That's who you are. Reminds him of who he is. Do you need to hear those three words this morning? One, God is listening to you, church. Two, not only is he listening right now, presently, he has sent angels who are fighting for you. And his word over you today would be, you are greatly loved. See, I don't know what you would share as your story of stories. You know, we sit around the dinner table and maybe we share stories of things that we've accomplished in life. And if my grandchildren, and should the Lord tarry my great, great Grand, or I don't want to have great great grandchildren. I don't want, great grandchildren. I don't want to live that long. My great grandchildren, should they come to me and say, What is the most amazing thing that you ever did in your life? There are many things that I could share. But the only one that really matters is that Sunday afternoon in August 1998. When I was sitting in a church like you are today, listening to a message like maybe you are from home right now. And I was a prideful, arrogant sinner in need of a savior. 
and God met my need and he revealed himself in truth to me and I cried out for a savior that day and my life was changed ever since. That's really the only story that matters at the end of it all. It doesn't matter, I saw this battle and I did this in high school and this sporting event and made this money and got this promotion and had these many people that were under, none of that stuff matters. All that matters, did you have an encounter with the Lord? Have you met Jesus? Because he's ready to meet, he wants to be what you need today. Whatever your need is that you came with, he will meet that need and then some. He's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all you could ask or think, according to his riches in Christ Jesus. Are you ready to meet with the Lord today? Because if you're ready, if you're desperate, if you bring that desperation before the Lord, God will reveal himself in a very powerful way to you. And you will leave this place changed, never the same again. May your heart yearn for the Lord the way Daniel's heart yearned for the Lord. Thanks for joining us today for Love, Live, Lead, the broadcast ministry of Christ Community Church in Imperial Valley. The church office is open Monday to Friday, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. at 590 West Orange Avenue in El Centro. Or call 760-337-9400 for information or for prayer. Christ Community Church has three campuses in El Centro, Raleigh, and Calexico, plus a congregation in Spanish. As we navigate the end of the COVID-19 quarantine season and transition to in-person regathering, we encourage you to find up-to-date information about events and each campus's worship service schedule. When you follow us on social media, on our website at www.cccib.org or simply download the cccib app you'll find the direct link to the app at www.cccib.org forward slash get the app or when you text cccib app to 77977